1: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
2: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off
1: to the races, and he stays on his feet. This just going to go the distance.
2: Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Sunday night, recapping week three. Cow, the Dolphins. I
3: love the Dolphins. I love Mike McDaniel. I just love everything about it. 70 points. That was awesome. And if the Chiefs wanted to, they probably could have matched it. Uh, What do you think the optimal lineup is tonight, guys? Quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, flex, tight
1: end. Optimal lineup. without. Well, I know who the running backs are. They're both on the Dolphins. Uh Uh-huh. And Keenan Allen is going to be one of the receivers. Uh Uh-huh.
2: I bet Tua and Tyreek are in there.
1: Uh huh. Yeah.
3: Four Dolphins in our optimal lineup. Who's our tight Four end? Four Dolphins. The Durham Smythe. Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. And then the tough one here. Who's our flex? Who's our PPR flex?
2: Oh, it's an easy one. Ken Walker.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that much ahead of Justin Jefferson, but it is Ken Walker. Yeah. We got Tua, A Chain, Mostert, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, Sam Laporta, Ken Walker. Uh, by my count, they combined for non-decimal 259 what? points with just those seven players. Uh, it really, it was just a big week for some of these guys. I, Unbelievable. I think I have a correction. What do we got? What do we got?
2: Thielen? Adam Thielen, uh, 31.5 PPR fantasy points. Ooh. Right, so scored
3: both Tyreek and Ken Walker. <laughs> that puts him at wide receiver two. Sorry, what I'm looking at is not updated. That last touchdown there from Thielen. Uh, and Ken Walker's out, and Tyreek Hill's our flex. So that gives us 262 points or something like that. Unbelievable. All right, I got some outlandish statements. I got three of them that I want to throw at you, and I want to see, and I don't I don't believe them necessarily, but I'm just going to throw them out because I kind of believe the first one. I kind of believe the first one. I can't believe I'm saying it. Ready? Outlandish. Raheem Mostert was actually a loser today. With forty-five Good. fantasy points,
2: <laughs> I mean, how bad does Jamie feel? Your start of the week isn't even the best running back on his own team.
3: <laughs>
1: what a call. I, I was texting <laughs> him early when A Chain got it. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I did it. Thank goodness! Oh, <laughs> you have me. no idea. So when I Jamie watches the one o'clock games uh, downstairs because he's got some HQ duties. We've got two floors to our office. The studios are downstairs. I watch upstairs. I can hear him. From the first floor to the second floor, yelling, boom, each time Raheem Moser scored a touchdown today. And he was watching the game on the live feed. We were watching on a delay. So each time I heard him yell, boom, and I looked at the TV and the Dolphins were about to run a play. And I I told everybody in the room, hey, this looks like a Raheem Moser touchdown here, guys. What do you think? And sure enough, he did it. It made me look like a genius because I could hear him say, boom. Um, I, this is what the Dolphins offense is, though. They like to use multiple running backs from game to game to game. And there won't be one guy that like dominates the playing time. And I, I'm assuming you're saying that Mostert was a loser because A-Chain looked better. No, because the first two weeks it was all Mostert, you know, pretty much all Mostert.
3: A-Chain was awesome. I'm not saying that Mostert's off the field, but this is a committee and Jeff Wilson hasn't even factored in yet. And I don't know when he will, yeah, he's but he's not gonna, well, at, at, hey, at when point. they, when they traded for him, he immediately like had 50% of the snaps. It was pretty surprising last year. I'm just saying, Mostert has gone from alpha to committee, uh,
1: even though he had well, such an amazing game. 63% of the snaps with Tua. So that's still a, a pretty good lead on A-Chain, but he had a great game, and he looked outstanding. Great, and also, the Broncos run defense. It, it's the whole basis why we all had Mostert ranked where we had him ranked. They're terrible.
3: Wait, do you agree, though? Do you think Mostert's a loser?
2: No. (laughs) No. As long as he's healthy, you're starting him. I mean, A-Chain was a winner, but next week's going to be so interesting because by my math, the Washington Commanders scored 35 points against this Denver Broncos defense and then scored three the next week against the Bills. I think that means the Dolphins are going to score six points next week.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next, uh, a statement. I don't really know. Ah, I might believe it.
1: Justin Fields is actually a great by-low. I need to go back and look at that week four game last year. Didn't he? Am I crazy? Heath will have a better memory of this than I will. Did he have a good second half in that game? And that's what kind of spawned him breaking out over the majority of the season.
2: I don't know. Do you, I've never you don't know. You don't remember either. I've I never heard a broadcast question a coaching staff like the broadcast in that Chiefs Bears game, just repeatedly calling them out for not having designed Justin Fields runs.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and they didn't early in this game either. Um I think you're probably right, Adam.
3: I, I this is not an opinion. This is just a
1: statement. I don't well, know, I mean, but no one. I think you're going to see fields dropped in a bunch of leagues. People are going to see it's, it's a repeat of last year, at least to start. I think people, the
2: fact that they're playing the Broncos next week might prevent that.
1: <laughs> maybe, but I think some people are going to spike cut them. They're not going to look ahead. Uh, the fact that they're playing Denver next week. That is a good matchup. There's a bunch of things the Bears should do in that game. That'll keep them competitive. I don't know if they're going to do it. I have no confidence in this offense getting their act together at this point. All right, last outlandish statement. If we're
3: drafting again today, Ken
2: Walker is a first-round pick. It's either first or second. I think it's second because I don't think he's a top-four running back, and I don't think you'd see more than four running backs taken in the first round with the way they've fallen apart.
1: He's still not playing on third and fourth downs, but he's. I think it's the third week in a row he's had the edge in inside the 10. There might have been one week in there where they barely were
2: near the ten. Inside the did you, did you see Zach Charbonnet truck? Oh, I don't even know yes. who it yes. was. That, that was, was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They two very good running
1: backs. They do. They do. They do. And, and, Walker know. would be a second rounder, but we, maybe like 15th overall, 16th overall, like where you were drafting Derek Henry. Yeah. We throw
3: a league winner around a lot for these backup running backs, but Charbonnet might be number one. I mean, if there were an injury. As a league winner i mean as the best who's the best handcuff am i missing one i think i think it'd be charbonnet
2: i guess a chain doesn't count anymore (laughs) i I mean yeah
3: no not really i mean like just a pure handcuff uh anyway if charbonnet is available i think he's 73 percent rostered make sure you get him even though you're not getting much from him he's worth stashing all right biggest winner and biggest loser I mean, I really, I just put the Dolphins as the biggest winner. I don't know if you guys want to talk about this a little bit more, but Dave, I'll I'll give it to you. Who's the biggest winner today?
1: Do you want to talk about the Dolphins or do you want to talk about who I think the biggest winner is yeah, for fantasy? you, your biggest winner. Oh, okay, I think it's Sam Laporta, who came into this week with 11 targets, exited this week with 22 targets. Just absolutely a big part of what the Lions decided to do to attack the Falcons. And he's been effective now. Three straight games. Week one, not so great. Eight PPR points. Week 211 PPR points, I think fantasy managers love that. This week, eight catches, 84 yards, a touchdown, kind of a broken play touchdown for 45 yards, but he's he's finally emerged. We finally have a tight end that we can look at and say, okay, this dude's going to get volume every single week, and I I don't know if he's going to get short yardage touchdowns like Hunter Henry got in week one and week two, but he's going to be involved in this offense, and he's good and much more of a pass catcher than a blocker. So I think that he's absolutely a winner, and you can stop asking questions about Sam Laporta. Heath, who's your biggest winner?
2: Well, I think we can talk about the Dolphins because I was like, I think it's probably Devon A-Chain going from 57% rostered to 50 fantasy points, mm-hmm. um, or however many he scored, depending on your scoring system. I mean, he he looks really, really good. And it's not hard to imagine. Him getting 15 touches in an offense that has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell spreading the field and just like he might average six yards a carry and nine yards a catch. Oh, um boy. now he might get hurt too. I, I think that's a genuine concern. I don't I'm not sure that he could be a workhorse running back, but man, his explosiveness fits perfectly in this system. And I don't see how he doesn't have double-digit touches next week.
3: Incredible performance from Devon A. Chain. 18 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns, four catches, thirty yards, two touchdowns, slippery. He just could not yes. be touched. It was really really impressive.
2: All right. Uh how about our biggest loser? Heath, what do you got? Oh man, there I had a lot easier time finding winners than I did losers today, which I thought was nice. Not me. Um, but <laughs> but I think it has to be AJ Dillon. Like, it was so bad. And this is a dynasty and a redraft thing. We oh. thought A.J. Dillon was maybe the league-winning handcuff who actually has a little bit of value even when Aaron Jones is healthy. There was talk in the middle of last year about A.J. Dillon becoming the best back in the Packers' backfield. And he looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And I just don't even know if he ever is a starting running. I think he's probably not ever a starting running back in the NFL.
1: You want the indictment? Yeah, Patrick Taylor. Patrick Taylor played all six of the Packers' snaps inside the ten today. Yeah, Dylan they, they had went to him none.
3: Later, yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know if you guys saw, but on the broadcast they showed Aaron Jones running before the game. He looked like a guy who's coming back next week.
2: So hopefully, Good, we I don't would. have to worry about but this anymore. Do like if Aaron Jones comes back next week, do I need to hold on to AJ Dylan? No, I don't think so. You can drop Dylan. Yeah. Which is amazing to think. I, I didn't. I know. I, I didn't think that was in the realm of possibility.
3: You're right. It's pretty shocking. All right. Who's your biggest loser, Dave? The guy got, who is full of losers today. Apparently, I
1: got I, I, the losers I had last week are still losers this week. I've got an old receiver, a young receiver, and a whole football team. Which one you want? <laughs> I think the whole football team. The Jets. The Jets are losers. Don't start anybody from the Jets on your fantasy team. Until they replace Zach Wilson. You can tell me that they were taking on the New England Patriots. You can tell me that they were playing in poor conditions. Zach Wilson is not a good quarterback. And I know he hit a, he hit a great pass last week to Garrett Wilson. That's one throw in eight quarters to Garrett Wilson that was really good. You want to call it the 29-yarder a good one this week? You can. Fine, that's two. I, I I'm nervous about Wilson from Garrett Wilson, as long as this dude's the quarterback. And they're still using three running backs. They're still using Michael Carter. Dalvin Cook's in the mix. Brees isn't getting freed. It's a mess. And the offensive line's beat up on top of it. So until at bare minimum, until literally any other human being is the quarterback for the New York Jets, I'm not starting any Jets. They're all losers.
2: (laughs) They are all losers. I'm not sure that I want to go all the way to I'm not starting Garrett Wilson in any matchup because he was really mad, bad against the patriots. Like he still scored 9.8 fantasy points. They're still going to okay. be throwing the ball a ton. They're going to play the Chiefs next week. Um that's bad. Garrett Wilson. I, I do not that's care. Bad. The Chiefs G- are so Garrett good. Wilson will probably still be playing at least halfway through the fourth quarter.
1: They could play the <laughs> um, Temple Owls. <laughs> I don't care. Heath, dude, that Chiefs secondary. Okay, I would care if they played the Temple Owls. They were uh, That Chiefs secondary,
2: man. Oh. Sneak. No, it's really good, but they but they the point of the, the thing was, it's not like they're going to be able to play a 10 6 game next week. And what they'd like to do is just turtle up and throw 18 passes and not have and have let their defense win games for them. Yeah, That's not a realistic path. That's it's not a realistic a path next week. No. It's two weeks in a row that they can't run the ball.
3: All right. Well, listen, uh, I, I understand. I understand that at the very least, Wilson's the only one we're considering starting right now. I'm sorry, Brees Hall managers. He's going to have to start performing better than this. He wasn't at the goal line uh, late in the game when they scored their touchdown, but they gave it to their fullback, Nick Baden. Of course, he scored. But uh, Brees Hall, 12 carries for 18 yards. When he, I forgot what he had last week, something like four carries for six yards. So those are some winners and losers for you. We have plenty more throughout the show. Unfortunately, we, of course... Had injuries, so I'll get to those in a minute. Just want to tell you about our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fantasyfootballtoday. We had about four, uh, we had at the most at one time, about 3,800 people watching this morning, on Sunday morning, so this is the place to be. We have three YouTube-only, exclusive YouTube content, uh, live streams. Monday night, which uh, we're going to go earlier. Schaefer, I'm sorry, I don't remember. What time are we going on Monday for our live stream? You can hop on or you can IM me, whatever you want to do. Um,
1: Chaper's going to show off the guns. All right.
3: It is 6.30 on Monday. 6.30 oh because we God. do have the second. Uh, we do have two Monday night games. So we'll go at 6.30 p.m. But usually Monday is going to be 7.30 p.m. Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Sunday, 11.30 a.m. We are answering so many starter sit questions. And it's an awesome time. So just be there on YouTube. And you can watch any of our podcasts on YouTube as well. And the Dynasty Show and the DFS Show. YouTube.com slash fantasyfootballtoday. So to the news and notes, because the waiver wire is going to be pretty interesting. If you need a quarterback, Jameis Winston becomes available, maybe maybe for a short term, hopefully short term. Derek Carr left with a shoulder injury. The word is it's not super bad, but we'll wait to see. Uh, Mahomes hurt his ankle, but he came back in. Justin Fields left, but he came back in. And then the big one, I guess, is Mike Williams, guys. And uh, I think there's going to be some Quentin Johnston appeal but might be the wrong wide receiver for the yeah. Chargers, right? I mean, are we going to— Now, look, if you didn't see Josh Palmer's touchdown, it was a long touchdown. It went through the hands of a Vikings defender. It was a very lucky touchdown. But uh, which Chargers wide receiver are you picking
0: up?
2: Well, I don't think Quinton Johnson should be on the waiver wire. Like, r- regardless, he's a first-round rookie that's attached to Justin Herbert. You he, he should be trying to hold on to him. So if he's on the waiver wire, I'm picking him up. I would probably pick
1: him up first, but the idea is that he makes an impact long-term. I think it might come down to how bad the Williams injury is. If he's out for the year, then Johnson would be the guy I would go after. If it's only going to be a week or two, then I might pivot to Palmer. Palmer didn't have a great game overall, but the stats at the end of the day are what matter. And he was targeted, at least on that deep throw. And I think he's still got some of the confidence of Justin Herbert for now. And this team also, this is another team. They can't run the football with a lick. They need Austin Eckler back in the worst way. Well, they have, a,
3: they have the Raiders next week, and then they have a bye. So, at the very least, your your Eckler could be back in week six against Dallas after their bye. Hopefully, <laughs> he's back in week four. <clears throat> but Palmer, you know, had... I wouldn't say he was anywhere near a must-start last year when Mike Williams was out. But We he was, like him as a flex. He was pretty much a must-roster guy last year. He scored uh, 18.6, 7.4, 30.6... and 13.0 fantasy points in five games without Mike Williams. Two of them were without Keenan Allen as well. Uh, Also, Gus Edwards left and Melvin Gordon could become someone that you have to get. I mean, uh, it's a concussion. I at least evaluated for a concussion for Gus Edwards. Uh, And then Gordon had all the carries
1: after Edwards left. They get Cleveland next week. He played 88% of their snaps in fourth quarter in OT. I, I'm not. Yeah. No, no, you shouldn't. I be said excited.
3: have to. You might have to. I, I'd say you want to, but you I don't. You to. don't have to. <laughs> you never. Do. You
1: don't. You could just take a zero at running back. Well, you there's just, other. You could just start. A, running you could just start Michael Carter or Dalvin Cook.
3: Hey, deep leagues. Uh, Rashad Bateman deep left deep. with an injury. I'm not sure <laughs> of his status. Jonathan Mingo left with a concussion. Carolina lost another linebacker, Frankie Louvu. He left that's around a halftime. One. Yep, yep. that's two. Big-time linebackers for their And
1: defense. the Lions lost another offensive lineman.
3: Matt Nelson. So okay. that's a very strong unit that's been weakened for injury for both the Carolina linebackers and the Lions offensive line. Uh, good news for Nick Chubb. Initial tests reveal only a torn MCL, so that should help his recovery. Uh, running back Jamal Williams for the Saints is on IR. Jets left tackle Dwayne Brown is on IR. Three teams played without two members of their secondary there's two starters, the Bears, the Saints, and the Patriots. And yeah, like whatever. Uh, oh, Jets defensive tackle Quinn and Williams, one of the best in the business. He left with an injury. I wasn't sure if he came back, so I looked on Twitter and I found Quinn and Williams and Dave Richard playing a game called Name That Fish. And it was very, very funny. So I encourage you all to watch it. You never saw that one before? I did, and I forgot about it, but I re- rediscovered we, we, it today.
1: We actually have one more Name That Fish game to come, and it's with Chris Jones of the Chiefs, and it's the easily the best one of the bunch. Oh, uh, Nice. Uh, did Quentin Williams come back in? <laughs> I, I, I just know that he didn't know who Magikarp was from Pokemon. <laughs> uh, Minnesota cornerback Byron Murphy left. I don't think he came back.
3: We'll talk about Alexander Madison later. He had a terrible sequence in this game, but turned it into a good game. Keenan Allen. If you didn't know this, he threw a touchdown to Mike Williams today. That was cool. A uh, green Bay linebacker, Devondre Campbell left and cornerback Carrington Valentine left. And they rallied for a win, uh, which maybe was Jameis's fault. I don't know. It was 17, nothing when Carr left. Uh, let's see Denver right tackle. Mike McGlinchey got hurt again. I think a lot of these guys returned. It's not so easy always for me to find that out, but, uh, I don't know if it matters. Okay. Uh, waiver wire. I don't know if you guys have anyone else you want to bring up. A chain is obvious. Palmer and Quinton Johnson are obvious. I think next week, Andy Dalton
2: against the Vikings. 100%. He looks so good today. Adam. Looked, Adam <laughs> love Andy Dalton.
3: <laughs> Adam Thielen, uh, if he's still out there. So uh, And they get Detroit the following week. We'll see if Bryce Young's back for that. A- any other waiver wire ads for you guys?
1: Uh, Tank Dill. Tank Dell is absolutely one of them. Quinn and Williams did come back at him. Okay. Tank Dell, yeah. All right, and Tank Dell is one of our winners. So
3: let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get some winners and losers for you here on Fantasy Football today. Here are Dave Richards' winners from Fantasy Week 3. Tank Dell, 56% rostered, 20% started, 145 yards and a touchdown. Alexander Madison, uh, 20 carries for 93 yards, five catches for 32 yards. And the the sequence that I was talking about earlier, he dropped a a screen pass wide open. Then he caught a screen pass. And then on the next play, he fumbled at about the 5 or 10-yard line of the Chargers. Looked like a
1: fumble. I think it was a fumble, but... um, I think it was, too. I think he got bailed out.
3: (laughs) Yeah. They called it forward progress. That's the second game in a row that he has had a fumble that didn't actually count as a fumble, but they stuck with him, and he was a winner. And Sam Laporta, we already talked about. So let's talk uh, Tank Dell and Alexander Madison, Dave. So I spent
1: my Saturday watching the Texans film from last week because I have no life. And what I liked about Tank Dell was that he had no hesitation in his route running. Whenever he was asked to go straight or run a slant, Uh, or a post route, I should say. Um, The dude was helping other receivers get open because he was drawing double teams against the Colts. The speed is evident. It looked like he was thinking a little bit when he had to make breaks in his routes and on shorter routes, but that's the kind of thing that you'll get better at or you'll see receivers get better at as they play along the way. And Stroud's going to throw a lot this year. He even did in this game against Jacksonville. And Tank Dell's going to keep playing. Like, he's got a locked-in role in this offense easy winner, boom-bust flex at minimum, and uh, someone that you could actually target as your top waiver wire claim if you're actually good at running back or if A-Chain's already rostered
2: in your league. I mean, I think if you remove the names and the heights and just said third-year wide receiver, or is it fourth-year, who's really never been anything, third-year wide receiver who's really never been anything but had two outstanding games to start the season. Rookie wide receiver who's led the team in targets each of the last two weeks. Yeah. I, what are the odds that Tank Dell is just the best Texans wide receiver the rest of the year?
3: Well, I want to ask Dave a question on that because I also watched the Texans tape. Or actually, just watched I rewatched the game uh, on the condensed version, okay. and. Oh no no no! I did watch the tape, so I watched the all twenty-two, and I just was so blown away by Nico Collins. I just thought, oh this, sure, this guy looked like no. a freaking animal. So um, I want to know if you felt the same way, and then you can answer that. Who who? What are the odds that Tank Dell is just the best uh, Texans receiver? And you know, has what Dell has working for him, and what Nico has working against him is that Nico's route depth, his a dot, it is pretty high. And even though he had two big games in a row, that profile does get a little volatile, you know. So, but anyway, Dave, your thoughts.
1: I think Nico is still their best receiver. He's he's just, he's not, he he can do a lot more than just run. Like right now, the best thing Tank can do is just outrun everybody. And so sometimes those types of receivers will have games like this, and sometimes they'll have bad games where they'll catch four passes and get but 25 he, yards, something like that. Like Zay, Zay Flowers can run. He didn't really have that great of a game today. So th- it's just an example. He's going to be boom or bust from week to week. I feel like Nico can be more consistent. He just didn't have the same target volume that we saw him have in weeks
2: one and two. I think, but I think Tank Dell's a better route runner within ten yards of the line of scrimmage than Nico, isn't he?
1: I'm not ready to say that yet. I mean, not he, ready to say that at he's all. He's going to be know. targeted, I think, within he's ten a, yards of the he's line. He's a of much scrimmage, better you know? change of direction guy. They're very different I think players. Ta- I think Nico can change directions pretty well. All right, look. look there there might both. come a time where Tank Dell is better than him. <laughs> I just feel like he's thinking a little bit. Both guys deserve to be rostered. I think Nico should be started. Dell in three receiver leagues or as a flex. Yeah, you could start him. And that it, it, not only is Tank a winner, but we're going to get close to the point where C.J. Stroud could be someone yeah. that fantasy managers can get excited about because he's going to keep putting up stats from game to game with these two. All right, so we haven't really talked about the Jaguars,
3: and and I'm putting it in my notes now uh, as a bonus loser. We'll spend some time on the Jaguars, Jaguars, so Jaguars, whatever you want to call them if you want to be wrong. It's Uh, Jaguars. Of course it's Jaguars. Uh, But Alexander Madison is another winner for you. He was started in 81% of leagues, and he ended up with, oh, 125 total yards, five catches, so a Mm -hmm. temporary stay of execution. For Alexander Madison.
1: He's a winner in two ways. You can start him next week against Carolina and feel pretty good about it. And the window is open to trade him away before things get ugly again. And he has 15 carries. Yeah, he doesn't even get that many when the Vikings are doing what they're doing. Uh, When he gets 12 touches and totals 35 yards. And then Cam Akers takes his job. So really great game. I thought he ran really hard. Um, definitely a different type of game for Madison than we've seen before. Certainly playing against the Chargers has a lot to do with it. The next schedule for or the next few games from Carolina and then Kansas City and then Chicago. And then it gets a little bit worse after that. So there's three more games coming where you can get some numbers out of Madison. Hopefully he keeps the job. Hopefully they give him the ball because that was the problem in weeks one and week two, that he just wasn't getting the ball that much. And then they brought in Akers. We'll see what happens. But I think he – He deserves another start for fantasy managers next week.
3: Okay. Uh, And Sam Laporta was your last winner. So let's go to Heath's winners. Ken Walker with a huge game, almost 30 fantasy points. Zay Flowers, 10 targets, 8 catches, 48 yards. And Devon A-Chain, who we have discussed. Ken Walker, Heath.
2: Yeah, just looking like a complete running back, not just doing it running on the... Which we knew we could make the big plays. And he is still have a little bit of the boom-bust nature As a runner, that might be something that sticks. But beginning as involved as he was in the passing game and making big plays in the passing game, um, he looks like a must-start running back for as long as he can stay healthy.
3: All right, so Zay Flowers, what would you think of this game? Eight catches, 48 yards on 10 targets.
2: I was very encouraged. I, I wasn't sure that the 10 targets were a possibility once Mark Andrews was back and fully into the offense. And so, like they've said it wasn't a great day in terms of efficiency. It's a pretty fine day in terms of fantasy production. Um, but if he's going to see like if the range is five to ten targets with Mark Andrews, then he probably needs to be ranked as a number two wide receiver. This was 10 targets on, I believe, 31 pass attempts from Lamar yeah. Jackson.
3: Yeah, not much from Andrews today. And how about just how about the Colts winning at the Ravens, the Cardinals beating the Cowboys. And the Texans beating the Jaguars today. Just football, man. Um, Okay, so would you rather have Zay Flowers
1: or Drake London rest of season? Oh, Zay Flowers. I think you feel better with Flowers. Zay Flowers or DJ Moore rest of season? I might have said London last week if you had asked me that question. You might have asked me that question last Sunday and I would have said London.
3: Flowers over DJ uh, Moore for Heath. How don't about mean you, to,
1: Dave? I don't mean to be reactionary with the receivers. I'll still say DJ Moore.
3: All right. And I'll ask you about Hopkins in a bit because Hopkins is one of Dave's losers. But here are Heath's losers. Drake London, two catches for 31 yards on six targets. AJ Dillon, we talked about, and DJ Moore, who ended up with uh, decent stats, but that was after LeJarius Sneed, I believe, left the game. It was a blowout and a garbage time touchdown for Moore, 41 yards and a touchdown on six targets. So, uh, Drake London and DJ Moore, Heath, do you view them similarly?
2: No. DJ Moore is still a number three wide receiver that you're hoping lucks into a touchdown on a weekly basis. Um, I I don't know how you could start Drake London with any confidence at all. Like, this was one of the few games all season where Desmond Ritter threw 38 passes and Drake London got six targets. Yeah. And the passes were awful. <laughs> if any quarter... like. I'm sure Zach Wilson is probably worse than Desmond Ritter, but but Desmond Ritter was terrible. It's a low, low pass volume offense, and when there is pass volume, it's not good pass volume. And you can't even count on London being the number one or apparently number two in targets on a given week. He had he was tied for third.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. yeah
3: understood. It was a really bad day for the uh, Falcons offense. Just mega bust offense. Um and who led the, I think Kyle Pitts led the team in receiving, right? He had a terrible yeah. game. Forty one, nine, forty one yards. Fantasy.
2: Yeah. All
3: right. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about DJ Moore. Unfortunately, he he could get Patrick Sertan next week, but
1: that's okay. I'm sure Justin Fields will scan the rest of the Broncos' <laughs> defense and make a bunch of accurate, wise
2: decisions. In fairness to Justin Fields, like he threw an absolute dime about 40 yards downfield, dropped it right in the bucket for DJ Moore, and he whiffed on it. Yep, or maybe or he didn't enough. whiff. He yes.
1: Yeah, not you're not talking about the catch he made. No. No, okay, I'm talking with so the other one. Moore That's also right. had a 29-yard catch from the that one counted. Yep. That more a perfect throw again to more that more caught with like one arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple of great throws from fields. Pete Prisco was mentioning how, uh, fields doesn't seem to throw to the middle of the field. He's only throwing to the sideline. Why? And he thinks that
2: that's a coaching decision. They don't want him to put the ball in jeopardy throwing in the middle of the field. Cole Komet was, was wide open for a touchdown. He was wide open on the left side for another 20-yard gain, and Fields just never saw him. Like he just yeah. not, I don't know what the problem is, but I didn't think the throwing was actually the problem. It's just the processing. The processing, yeah.
1: Yeah, This is, and it's been consistent through the first three weeks of the season, and as Bears fans will tell you, it was pretty consistent all of last year, too. Yeah. All the rushing that he did last year that that gave him big fantasy points was covering up his his problems as a thrower. And adding DJ Moore has not solved that issue in the least. All right, let's go to Dave's losers. Now I'm going to
3: uh, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate on one of them. It's going to be tough, Good. but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. DeAndre Hopkins, Jahan Dotson and the Jets until they bench Dak Wilson. Uh, all right. So that's the first two are Hopkins and Dotson, Dave, who you're more concerned about.
1: I'm more concerned about Hopkins than Dotson because it's not two of three games that Ryan Tannehill's look terrible. Uh, Hopkins in a game that they were trailing against Cleveland had one second half target at halftime. It was 13 three. So the game wasn't lost. By any stretch for Tennessee, you'd think that they'd want to use their prized number one receiver. And it was a tough matchup all the way around. The Browns' defense is going to turn out to be one of the best in the league as long as they stay healthy. But it's now two or three games for Hopkins, actually two in a row, since he hurt his ankle where he just hasn't been himself, hasn't looked good. You look at the matchups moving forward. It's Cincinnati, it's Indy, it's Baltimore, and then a bye. Uh, There's really only one matchup that I look at and say might be good for Hopkins, but even that game against Indianapolis, like, what are you expecting? Like, maybe he gets you 15 or 16 PPR points. I don't know if he's ever getting back to the level that we thought he would be at, um, as long as he's catching passes from Ryan Tannehill or anybody else that's a quarterback. And in- I
2: just against- think he's probably playing through a high ankle sprain, and it'll eventually get better. And like, I'm much more worried about Jahan Dotson.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So
2: where's the devil advocating, Adam?
3: Well, first of all, I want to say hi to Mr. Start of the Week, Jamie Eisenberg, joining us. Hello, Jamie. I don't
0: know. I don't know what you're talking about. I picked the wrong running back on his own
3: team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was telling. I said earlier, then we do have to expand on this. But I was gonna text you after A Chain scored early and be like, "Are you kidding me?" A Chain. It all worked out. Um, the Devil's Advocate is is on DeAndre Hopkins. I don't see how. I I don't really know what what you could do to. To, to make a case for Jahan Dotson at this point. I mean, they, they throw to their yep. tight ends too much and this and that, but, you know, look, Hopkins, I, the, here's the devil's advocate. I take away week two because his snaps were pretty limited and he was hurt. Uh, week one was against the Saints, and Marshawn Lattimore did a great job against him. Week three was against the Browns, and if you just look at the target share in weeks one and three, and the percentage, like, how many yards did Tannehill throw for, like, 105 yards? 104 yards and 48 of them were to Hopkins. So I think as even if Tannehill's bad, he's not this bad. I still think you have a guy who's going to dominate targets. I can't speak on his health. That is obviously a concern. So the devil's advocate would be, if you want the rose-colored glasses on Hopkins, it's the two games that he was actually healthy. Brutal matchups. Tannehill was so bad in those games, but the target share is extremely encouraging. So there are better weeks coming. That's the devil's advocate.
0: Wouldn't you, though, if he has a good game, like just be selling him as quickly as you can? Yes.
3: But I, but I don't think he's incapable of having several good games. I, I don't think he's going to go off anybody. But, but this,
0: the, part of it is look, Tannehill <laughs> looks like he's done, and the offensive line is absolutely atrocious. It, it was uh, Pro Football Focus had either thirty-one or thirty-two coming into the season, if if you buy into their rankings, and it's looked even worse. You know, and Skaronsky being out with the appendic- appendicitis hasn't exactly helped. They're not getting the benefit of the run game to even threaten anybody with the passing game. And yes, the matchups have been brutal the first, <clears throat> the last two weeks. Or, or two of the three weeks. Uh, but my gosh, like Tanhill looks terrible and, and Hopkins, he never was a guy that, no, I shouldn't say never, but the, the last couple of years a guy who separates. Right. And so if he's not getting, you know, quality targets, it's hard to trust him in a low volume passing attack. So, I I mean, I, I can't start him anytime soon.
3: Okay. I just wanted to bring up the devil's advocate. Thank you for uh, putting him in his place. So let's talk about the Jaguars here. <clears throat> and uh, they, they, uh, yeah, this is ba- very nervous for me because I have Trevor Lawrence, a lot of Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, it's been rough, But uh, can we take off the
2: kid gloves? What's that? Can we take off the kid gloves? Yeah, please. Like, we've treated him a lot differently than we treated. We've treated most young quarterbacks when they've struggled. And I think it, it the free passes, we need to be done with them.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, you're taking the kid gloves off for Lawrence. I thought it was for me. Yes.
2: No, <laughs> no, no. I was wanting you to take the kids all- gloves off for Lawrence.
3: Hey, I'm I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. I thought watching the Chiefs game last week, I basically gave a lot of credit to the Chiefs. I thought they just played great defense, but I don't know what to say about this. This was a, a Texans defense that was missing two starters in the secondary. I don't know, guys. I'm stumped. Uh, what are your thoughts, Dave?
1: I didn't watch enough of this game to... To give an informed, detail. <laughs> there we go. Um, I watched quite a bit of this. The game. Bad pause. <laughs> what'd you think? <laughs> I don't know how bad the pressure was. For what it's worth, I it's, went out again, didn't I? Yeah, zero sacks in this game for either team. Yeah, zero sacks for Houston. So I don't know how much pressure they were getting him it, or getting.
2: Kelvin Ridley him. did not have a good game at all, and he got he hurt left for at one bit. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he had multiple balls that hit him in the hands that did not turn into receptions. But I just think. I think one good month for Trevor Lawrence did a lot of work for him for three years, two okay. in years and three games. Yeah,
0: okay, uh, I would I would harsh. be buying low on Trevor Lawrence with the hope that they turn play that Doug Peterson takes over play calling and does not allow. Um, why am I blanking on his Press Taylor? Uh, press Taylor. I was going to say I, I knew it was Press something. I didn't want to say the wrong last name. Um, press. It, pass. It's it's awful. It's absolutely awful right now and. You know, there's too much talent there. Uh, the offensive line has been a little bit of a mess. You know, Cam Robinson not being there. Hopefully when he comes back, that'll help some things. But I think that right now the the routes that they're running and the way that Lawrence is playing right now, there, there's certainly room to grow. Heath is not wrong. You know, it's it's he's getting, been given a little bit of a pass. You know, Urban Meyer clearly was a disaster. And then uh, we did see some, some improvements last year. You know, so I don't want to necessarily overlook that because he did show some signs of life clearly as they made their playoff run, but the start of the season has been underwhelming. You know, the Colts game was underwhelming, despite the fact that they, you know, did have some, some success with Ridley throwing the ball, but there was certainly some plays left on the table. And even in the chiefs game, you know, there was, there was touchdown opportunities there that he just missed guys of- in, in the end zone, uh, really dropped two touchdowns in this game today, you know, so we'll see how that, you know, changes some things moving forward for what his confidence is. I hope it's not going to, you know, crater him by any stretch, but uh, I think that, there, there could be a play-calling change coming, and I think that would certainly help Trevor
1: Lawrence's outlook. Would you like to know what his off-target rate was against Houston? Just tell us. Go for it. 7.5%, <laughs> less than half of what it was last week. Yeah. Do you know what his dot was? There's air yards per pass attempts? 7.3, the highest of the season. Oh, well, so that's a good sign. If Ridley dropped 7. two touchdowns. Yeah,
2: but that's like that. That's low, That's okay. the highest of the season. That's that's still Jimmy Garoppolo territory.
1: Right. So like that's it's not a high enough number to make you go, oh wow, you know he's he's throwing the ball all over the place. But if he had touchdowns dropped for the second week in a row, then that's not on him.
3: No, but I, I it's agree. A, he's
1: a, a bigger problem than that. I think.
3: <laughs> all right, you saying by low? Jamie saying by low? Heath doesn't seem so sure. So let me ask you this: of the quarterbacks who were drafted behind him, other than Tua. How many are you taking ahead of Trevor Lawrence rest of season?
2: Cousins for sure. Yes. By a lot. Yep. golf. Ooh, I
0: don't know. I wouldn't take golf over him.
1: Goff uh, still has eight more road games, seven <laughs> more road games.
0: <laughs> uh, you can make a case for Jordan Love. I'm not doing it. I, I would not make yeah. that case.
3: I was impressed with with love. I was a horrible game.
0: Impressed with love, the way he came back from the exactly game. Look, he's, he's, yeah. what he's done so far this season. Without Christian Watson, two games without Bakhtiari, two games without Aaron Jones. Yeah, uh, his uh, Jenkins missing as well. Like he's got a huge upside with those guys coming back. If he's doing this already,
3: I was just more impressed with his resilience and uh, and yes. his, his running ability in this game. Really, like won them the, the game. The running play. ability was much better than the
2: throwing ability in this game.
3: I'm giving a lot of credit to the Saints, dude. They they are suffocating on
2: defense. I just yeah, but there were a lot. There were there several were. throws that just weren't even close. He missed Musgrave he's also doing wide open. Throwing
1: without his best receiver on the field, sixteen percent off target rate. I would say, Jamie,
3: he's throwing without his two best receivers on the field. Like how good Aaron Jones can be for him, but that's a great point. Um. All right. Anyway, uh, how about Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence?
0: Lawrence.
3: Lawrence. <laughs> Wow, if he's thinking about this, he's really nervous about Trevor Lawrence.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's probably still Lawrence, but. Okay.
3: All right. Let's uh, take our last break here. And when we come back, we'll start getting into the games. What's our first game? I'll give you a little teaser. Our first game is going to be, I think the. Ew. Oh, no. It's Buffalo, Washington. I thought it was Patriots, Jets. All right. Well, oh, yeah, that's, that's a great uh, This game. is a great game. This is the game of the week. Buffalo, Washington. When we come back. All right, we're recapping all the games with our fantasy takes. And, Heath, are you ready for the impromptu Believe It or Not? Sure. All right, let's do it. Buffalo I should, 37, the, Washington I should, I should
2: get Let me get the schedule up so I know what games are coming next so I can prepare. Okay. But, yes, I'm completely ready.
3: All right, Buffalo and the Commanders.
2: Wow. Uh, believe it or not, the Washington Commanders are terrible. <laughs> like, the offense is bad. <laughs>
1: No, I don't believe it.
2: You don't believe it.
1: I don't believe that they're bad.
2: Like I'm terrified for Dotson. I don't know that he's going to be someone that's yeah. going to be rostered in two or three weeks. I things don't look good for Terry McLaurin.
1: They look better for him than they do Dotson. I think I think Howell trusts McLaurin more. I think he trusts his tight ends a lot. He does. They they like to. It's it's kind of like throw to everybody's offense, receivers. isn't it?
2: Except the personnel is the exact opposite of what Kansas <laughs> okay,
1: City's well, is. okay, but like <laughs> fundamentally, it's like Eric Banning is like, okay, it worked throwing to a tight end in Kansas City, so mm-hmm. let's try and make it work throwing to a tight end in Washington and leaning on their running back. So, yes, obviously the talent
2: isn't as good, but I, I just I I'm just are spreading
1: like, the ball around a lot
2: to your point. To go back to the Dolphins thing, the commanders have broken twenty. They scored twenty three points in two games combined, and then they scored thirty five against the Broncos, a so team that just gave up seventy.
3: The Dolphins are bad, is what you're saying? <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like their only offensive life they've shown so far this season, yeah, was against that defense that just gave up seventy.
3: <clears throat> so, how about should you drop McLaurin and or
1: Dotson? No, not yet. I don't want to. Mm. Okay. Definitely not McLaurin. <clears throat> right.
3: And we'll keep in mind the game script because they obviously got crushed, but Brian Robinson only had 10 carries, so he might be someone that you only want to start when they're not necessarily going to win, but more likely to be competitive. A competitive game, right. On the Bills' side of the ball, uh, you know, well, I think the Dave Davis, <laughs> 35-yard touchdown catch was his only catch of the game. Four targets on... Thirty-two pass attempts.
0: So
3: that's kind of the life of starting Gabe Davis, Jamie. <laughs> Just
0: yeah, you know he had a, a bad drop on one play that I saw, and I think he got called for a p- offensive pass interference or push off on another. Um, it wasn't his best day, but you know you get this is going to be some weeks like this. It was uh, a big defensive game for the Bills. <laughs> Not like they really had to do a lot of offensively here.
1: Believe it or not, James Cook is a must-start in non-PPR.
2: Well, I think right now, anybody with his yeah. touches and that off
1: that offense
3: is a must-start. Yes, sure. Last one on this. Uh, I'm not saying you drop him for another tight end, but if you have two tight ends and Dalton Kincaid's not your best one, you ready to drop him?
2: Yes. Yep. Okay. He's he's droppable. Okay, Heath. You've had time to prepare for Detroit oh. twenty, Atlanta six. Well, we already talked about him, but I think we needed to say, like, believe it or not, Sam LaPorte is a must-start tight end. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Top six? Yes. Maybe. Wait a sec. Let's, let's think about that. <laughs> we know who the
3: top three are. Then you've got the Waller, Goddard, Kittle group, and Pitts. That's seven right there. So is, who, He's
0: ahead of Pitts. He's, he's ahead of, ahead of Goddard. Depending what happens tomorrow night.
3: Is he ahead of Kittle? Is he ahead of Waller?
0: How if, long is Brandon Ayuk out? Right. No if Ayuk's going to be
3: are you likely to play I think
0: I heard right? somebody say on the radio driving home that he's the first tight end to start his career with three straight games of five or more catches
3: <sighs> why can't that be Dalton Kincaid I wonder oh uh, right, yeah so he's a must start whether he's top five or six or whatever is debatable but he's a must start how about well what the hell Josh Reynolds not, I, not I even mean, a target I started him everywhere
0: everywhere it might have been he's more hurt than we we, we were led on to believe is it
1: possible that AJ
0: Terrell just shut him down? No, it can't be. You uh, can't get shut down when you don't get any opportunities. <laughs> I can't.
3: Well, he could have. I doubt he blanketed him because I, I remember Jamie. You brought that up about a wide receiver. I think in week one, And Terrell didn't follow him around. I can't
1: imagine he followed. Uh, it would be a weird thing for him to do. <laughs> Joshua, did yeah, a snap Josh, did you guys? What's his snap share? What's Forty-eight it? of sixty-four snaps. So he was out there. Okay, seventy-five percent of the snaps.
3: There was one other th- Oh, uh, you guys want to talk about Jameer Gibbs? You want to t- uh Okay, we'll give Bijan Robinson a pass, but it it's pretty obvious the Lions run defense is a beast. But on the other side, Jameer Gibbs, he must have had a great second half because at one point I was he looking did. at the first half. I was yeah. ner- terrified. Uh ended up with a solid game, but 82 total yards, 18 touches. What are your thoughts going forward on Gibbs at Green Bay next week?
1: Must start running back. <laughs> he's a he's a must start running back. I don't think we can keep ranking him as a top 15 guy in full PPR. Two targets? That's disappointing.
2: Well, that's what I – but it made me think, Jamie, what we heard last year when they were talking about Tony Pollard and limiting his touches. And if they felt like if they had to use him more in the running game, they weren't going to throw to him as much or vice versa. And they obviously treated Gibbs like the lead running back. He wasn't sharing hardly at all in the running game. And the targets disappeared. I wish they would flip that. Like give Craig Reynolds ten of those carries and throw the ball seven times to Jameer Gibbs.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's true. And then we also don't know if David Montgomery is coming back and what that will mean for, you know, the 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 role that Gibbs will play on top of that as well. But I mean, they were playing with a pretty decent lead in the
1: second half. Mm-hmm. So- is is this the time to sell Gibbs and get third or fourth round value for him? Who would be
0: giving that up unless you're just buying on the hope of what Gibbs is like? You're right, selling but low that's on- the
1: idea: is that you're someone out there thinks that Gibbs is going to break out, and if you have the opportunity to get a third round player for Gibbs, do you take it?
0: I mean, look, you, would would you trade right now in in PPR? Would you trade Gibbs for Ridley?
1: If if I was really stacked at running back, I think I would.
0: Would you trade Gibbs for Higgins, knowing that Burrow's injury could be?
1: If I was really stacked at running back, I think I would.
0: I'm just thinking of other players in the third round. I, mean, I see this. Would trade. Do, you,
3: do you like Gibbs or David Montgomery better rest of season?
1: Oh, Gibbs. I think I like Gibbs too. Like I, I, I understand the talent and I think he can be really, really great, but we're not seeing, we're not seeing the usage that we thought we'd see. And it makes me a little sour.
0: It's also, you know, to be fair, you know, the Falcons, I forget what they did in week one. They really shut down A.J. Dillon last week, you know, so you could say that's really a Dillon <laughs> okay. thing more so than that. This Falcons run defense might be better than we think.
1: Uh, this was their, I don't know, Miles Sanders saw him in week one. He had a pretty decent game. Not a great game. Well, I mean, he had, you know,
0: 13.8 positive points. He had a fumble in there, so it ended up being 11.8, but not, not a huge game. But
2: day. in that, I, in I don't that same know game, Chuba Hubbard had not for 60 yards. Look at who the Falcons play. Right,
3: let's, wrap, let's wrap up. Let's, let's wrap that up. Sorry, guys. All right, Miami, Denver. Uh, we talked enough
2: about Miami. They scored 70 points. They Believe scored... it or not, Cortland Sutton is the wide receiver one for the Broncos rest of the season.
0: He certainly was scripted that way because Sean Payton likes to script his first quarter, and it was all Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the touchdown was a nice improv play between Wilson and, and Sutton, where, you know, he he saw Wilson doing his usual scramble to his right, and you know, he cut it back toward the back of the end zone in that direction. He should have had two touchdowns. It was a it was a bad pick play that led to an offensive pass interference call, not on him, that took away the second touchdown. Yep. So Sutton had a great great performance, but you know Jerry Judy got going in the second half. I can't. Sean Payton must hate Russell Wilson. They were down, <laughs> I think I think forty at this point, maybe thirty. But no way close to this being a competitive game. And he had Russell Wilson sitting there at the end. Like, I don't know what the hell was going on. I'm trying to fix some things. You know, we saw it in the preseason, I guess, too, where it was, you know, the first preseason game, the offense looked so bad that they left Russell Wilson in there against, like, third and fourth stringers. Yeah. It, 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 I, don't, I don't know what was going on.
2: Get Marvin Mims the ball more. Yeah. I'm not sure that we uh,
3: said, believe it or not, though. Is Cortland Sutton the best Broncos wide receiver rest of season?
2: He'll definitely be the highest in my rankings next week. Um, I, I, I'll still lean no, but I, that gap will
1: continue to get closer and closer between Sutton and Judy. In this instance, I'll bet on talent and say no. Okay, it's a good buy opportunity on Judy.
3: Judy was started in 29% of leagues. Sutton was started in 15% of leagues, and we covered the Dolphins extensively earlier. Houston 37, Jacksonville 17. We've actually gotten a, a decent amount on this game as well. Heath, what do you got for this?
2: I was going to do Tank Dell was the wide receiver one for the rest of the year, but I think they've already uh, voted no on that. So uh, you should go sell Christian Kirk right now for whatever you can get.
0: It's pretty nice uh, just on Tank Dell that you have three first round wide receivers in the NFL draft of Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, and Jackson Smith and the Jigba. And the two best rookie wide receivers through three weeks are Puka Nakua and Tank Dell.
1: Don't forget about Quentin Johnson there. I'm gonna just reiterate. Oh, right. for- I'm gonna re- just reiterate the rules of the
0: game, though.
3: we're not really doing a great job today. Heath gives believe it or not. You guys are required to believe it or not.
0: Uh, believe it or not, I'll make my own rules.
3: No, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all.
0: No, you. Should. Actually, I know you
3: well enough. I believe that. Yeah, no, but let's 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 try to answer the question here. But uh, you should sell Christian Kirk for whatever you can
0: get.
1: I don't believe it. Oh, if you can get a lot for him, sure.
0: Uh, what do you guys think about Damian You're not Pierce? Kinda, but- <clears throat> Damian
1: Pierce scored a touchdown today. Rah! He also averaged 2.2 yards per carry. And I want to say the third week in a row, he shared with two other running backs. Pretty considerable. Yeah, he played over 50% of the snaps. That's great. Singletary played 39%, Boone 7%. I-, I don't think you can buy low on him as much anymore because he scored that touchdown. I still oh. think his best days are ahead of Yo, him. Oh, you could definitely buy low on him. Yeah, I was going to say. Do you think someone might try
2: and sell high on him because he scored a touchdown? Yes, I was thinking this is the escape hatch. Like, you can get out now. But I kind of want him if I can get him cheap. I think I. I don't think he's the
1: problem. No, it's not. It. it, It's not him. It's just
3: it's his role, and I don't know.
1: Okay, you get him cheap. So change because they're not getting anything out of anybody else. Uh, I mean,
2: Devin Singletary had 41 yards on nine carries today.
1: They might, he, yeah, they might be frustrated with him and
2: uh, with Pierce, and
0: they might want to make a switch at some point.
3: Would you rather have Devon A-Chain or Damian Pierce rest of season? <laughs>
0: I'm not. No, <laughs> Pierce. Yes. Yes. I mean, A-Chain. A-Chain's playing behind a 31-year-old running back right now.
3: Yeah, but don't take I'll- that as you should drop Damian Pierce or anything, but that's just a rest of season thing. Okay. All right. Uh, Colts, 22. Ravens, 19.
0: He could call him uh, Moss.
2: Hey, yeah, Yeah. I was going to do a Zach Moss one, but he's the most, I think, I think we should talk about it, but like, this is going to be so interesting. Does Jonathan Taylor come back to the Colts or does Jonathan Taylor just show that he's healthy and get dealt out of town? And if that happens, I mean, Zach Moss is found money. Um, but I was going to say, believe it or not, Michael Pittman is a top 20 wide receiver rest of the season. I don't believe that
0: he's Uh, close, but I don't believe believe it in PPR.
3: I don't think Richardson's going to be as good for him as Minshew. Just fewer I mean, games come with Richardson.
0: Same with Moss, by the way.
3: Yeah, but it's just fewer pass attempts. I mean, the, without question, fewer pass attempts.
0: I will say, he like that, that game, Moss good. threw the ball very well in that first game.
3: Gardner Minshew for threw what, forty-four for what we times.
0: Expect of him. No, I,
3: I'm sorry. I just think that if you had to ask me, who's going to put if they both started rest of season, who's going to score? Who? I'm sorry, if they both started rest of season in a weird scenario. Who would throw for more yards and throw more passes? It would clearly, to me, be Minshew. I'm not trying. Like, this don't. This is not me hating right.
2: on Richardson. No, I agree with that. It's, this is you loving Gardner Minshew.
3: <laughs> this is, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just what it is. I mean, it's a better. He's better for wide receivers than Richardson would be, I think.
0: And, and I, I think maybe this Colts team might be better than we expected. You know, yes. their defense has been fantastic. You know, Adam, you were talking about this from their run defense perspective, <laughs> but you know, I think across the board they've you know, surprised us maybe as the season has gone on. The secondary was awful week one, struggled again week two better. This, you know, week three, who knows how much of that was weather and just Lamar Jackson. But uh, the run defense has been good and offensive lines held up, you know, especially without Ryan Kelly out there. So give Shane Steichen some credit, man. They they may steal this division. <laughs> you know, Vanity Richardson turns out to be good with the way the Jags are struggling the Titans are struggling. And, you know, who knows what to expect from the Texans moving forward. But both those teams are, you know, probably the two biggest surprises at 2-1. and one.
2: Well, I, I said after that week one game, I think on this show on Sunday night, that if the Colts had had Jonathan Taylor, they would have beat Jacksonville week one. You Remember how yeah. bad Deion Jackson was yeah. in that game? Four, gave 14 game yards on 13 carries and fumbled twice. Yeah. Uh, they might have won that game if they'd had Zach Moss.
3: Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Zach Moss here. Are we seeing a sell-high opportunity with the Rams, the Titans, the Jack, well, you know, forget about the schedule. There's some good, well, some bad, but are we buy, sell,
1: hold Zach Moss? Well, what, are you, what are you supposed to do if you're acquiring him? Like, what would you give up for him? Because Jonathan Taylor might come back in two weeks and it's over for Zach Moss. So it's not going to give up anything. so
2: interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, there, there's, there's the, I mean, F-
1: it's not, you can't give up anything significant for Zach Moss because he could become an ornament on your bench by week five.
0: Or you could be the starter for the Colts for the rest of the season. I mean, we just don't know. But this is gambling.
2: Yep. Right. So, like, so who, who are you willing to, willing to bet? What player I, are you I would to bet, bet my worst player on my bench.
0: <laughs> I, that's what I would do. Would you turn Would you turn Nico Collins into Zach Moss
1: right now? No. He's he's not the worst player on my bench. So then let me ask but you Nobody's
0: this. taking the worst player on your bench for Zach Moss. I mean, <laughs> right. Which is back, why I
1: you're mean, stuck.
0: If, you, if you've got Zach Moss, enjoy the
1: ride for at least if one If you're the
0: Eckler manager, if you're the – Aaron Jones manager, if you're the Saquon Barkley manager, you know, guys that we don't know that are guaranteed to play next week. And you You are, know where you
1: could trade him? You could trade Zach Moss to the guy that's got Jonathan Taylor on their bench. Yeah. And you, you'll get the most for him there. <laughs> okay. So timeout.
3: If, sorry to go all saved by the bell on you there. If Zach Moss were the running back for the Colts for the rest of the season. Zach
0: Moss, ha- Zach Morris. Good job.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say Zach Morris today.
1: No, but you okay. said safe by the bell. All
3: right, good. If hey, Z- hey,
1: hey. What's going on here?
3: <laughs> if, Zach, if Zach Moss were the running back for the Colts rest
1: of the season, how would you value him? Top 20 running back at minimum.
0: Well, yeah. Heath gave a great stat today. Every time he's gotten the work, he's been good. I don't know exactly what it is. Heath, we have it. Seven
2: of not – it's now eight of ten games with 14 touches or more. And what yep. has been the result? And
1: efficient on top of it. He's a good pass catcher. The only thing you have to worry about is him getting hurt, which is – Pretty common for him. That's followed him from college.
3: All right, let's talk about that game of the week. The Chargers 28 and the Vikings 24. It was a little hairy there for a while, but I think it it
0: game of the week. It worked. I mean, it th- one of the most all-time <laughs> stupid
3: decisions oh, that I've oh ever seen goodness. coach
0: make.
1: The fourth and Not one?
3: Not the first time yes. he's done it. Uh, he, he Like, he's done that before, right? I remember flipping out about that on Twitter, of him going for it deep in his own territory, in a stupid situation on fourth and one and turning it over on downs. And this is Brandon Staley just hates punting. But anyway, Heath, what's our, believe it or not,
2: uh, believe it or not. Alexander Madison didn't have to hold on to the starting job this week. Believe it, but it's
1: for like one or two more weeks. I believe it too.
3: I don't understand your, I'm sorry. I'm a little unclear about your stance, Dave. You think cam Akers is coming
1: to take that job. It's going to happen eventually. Why such an inevitability about that? It's not like I don't, like I don't think so Alexander good. Madison's that good, and I don't think he's gonna get 25 touches very often in this office. You think Cam Akers is good? I think he might be. I don't know if he's that much better than Alexander Madison, but if they're splitting reps, that they're just there, there isn't enough to go around. This is a team that loves to throw the ball. Cousins had 50 throws on top of and Madison having 25 touches. They ran a bazillion plays. All right, but but I think. If you had said
3: they're going to be splitting in three weeks, that'd be one thing. You're kind of making it sound like Akers is just going to take over the starting job. Is that how you feel? I think it could
0: happen. Okay. Cam Akers, 22 for 29. The last time.
1: Cam Akers, last four games of 2022 without a good quarterback. Look, it's not a good situation for either one of them. You can, If you've got Madison, you can either write him out for – the next couple of weeks, and hope that he does well. Maybe I'll look silly, and he'll be a top twelve running back the rest of the season.
2: And I, I think the Jordan Addison explosion is right around the corner.
1: Yeah, he almost and had I a touchdown he in this
2: game. He did. Yeah, 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 I think he got coming. off to a
1: slow start in this game, and he really came back strong. Oh, Jefferson got hurt. Did we talk about that? Cramps. Cramps. He's oh, all yeah.
2: good. Yeah. And the, one, uh, I can remember was, one drop. Certainly helped Jordan Addison. Yes, somebody, uh, I did not remember who it was, he reads a tweet and doesn't say who he was from, said that he was suffering from craps instead of crimps. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh, fantastic. <laughs>
3: <clears throat> okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and throw a sell high on uh, Kirk Cousins. That's interesting. Yeah, I That's mean, why? Well, he's just throwing the he ball. Could get traded. He's throwing the ball too much. I I, I can't imagine it's going to be this volume. He's going to be among the leaders like he was last year, but this is outrageous. Uh, and um, he's probably your second quarter. He might be your second quarterback. I so mean, well, you might have thought
2: he was your second quarterback.
0: One, yeah. of, one of the craziest things I, I've seen is for a guy that's, you know, as smart as he is in what well, this is now, 21 games or the playoff game, 22 games in this system, in his own building, he's trying to quiet the crowd to get a play call in inside the 10 yard like you don't know a play to call
3: I don't know he, he, yeah well right. I, I forget it forget it. i i take it back i just i don't think he's going to be 30 points every week i guess is what i'm trying to say but
1: uh New England at the Jets but, i think he's got a shot at it because that's all Minnesota wants to do is no, throw.
3: He doesn't have a shot at thirty points a week. That's that's Mahomes. I think he has a Jackson. shot at,
2: at top five. He's going to be a top five fantasy quarterback the rest of the season, though. I do think he has a shot at that. I do too. So for, don't okay. sell
3: high. Um, okay, New England. Okay, the only reason I said high, uh, said sell high, is this might be the peak of his value, Kirk Cousins, because he's probably QB one, right? And yeah, and you might have another quarterback that you like, but. That's
1: fair. I'm not And so, in that situation, me. if you're one and two and Cousins is one of two quarterbacks you have, yeah, you could look into selling him. Yeah, go
3: find the field owner. New go England find, at the Jets. Exactly. What do we got, Heath? We can skip this
0: game.
2: <laughs> no, there's, Ramondre. There's, and no, Zeke. no, we've got a. Yeah, that's uh, believe it or not, Ezekiel Elliott, zombie Zeke, is actually a problem for Ramondre.
1: Yeah, I, I had <laughs> I definitely don't want to believe that, even a little bit. You don't, or you don't want to? I don't want to. I don't Stevenson it. played 65% of the snaps. He had the majority of the 13 of 19 on third and fourth down. They were not inside the 10 at all.
2: Two, two of his four dr- targets he dropped, is that right?
1: I don't know. I saw I one of
3: them.
0: I I'm mean, I'm gonna
3: just, I'm gonna blame the rain. Okay, we're gonna give him a pass. Yeah,
0: this, this, look, they're not gonna be playing a JV team like they played this week, every week, and the weather was a problem.
3: Right, but does that really? I mean, does either of those things really matter for Stevenson? He should have been able to do better than 19 carries. Yeah, he had a
0: bad game, but I don't think Zeke is the problem.
3: <clears throat> Zeke had 16 carries. Uh, he had seven Stevenson carries in had the fourth 20 quarter. Touches.
0: He also barely played in the second half in week two.
3: Okay. Hunter Henry was did exactly what I thought Hunter Henry was going to do as soon as I started him. Two catches for 17 yards, and we talked about the Jets. Green Bay 18, New Orleans 17.
2: Uh, I don't think we need to talk about Jordan Love anymore. Um, believe it or not, the Saints are in trouble if they have to start Jameis Winston because he's not any good anymore. I'm excited for Jameis. <laughs> I'm excited if we get Jameis from three years ago. Or hey, last year.
3: Last year he made three starts. He threw for two sixty nine, two thirty six, and three hundred and fifty three yards.
0: Oh, I don't care about Jameis. I just think it's gonna be fun for the receivers. The,
3: the the final numbers were not so bad on Jameis, ten of sixteen for one hundred and one yards. But right. like I said, it was seventeen nothing when he came in the game, and it was eighteen to nothing Green Bay after he came in the game. We, we made we, we made the
0: joke watching the game that uh, Jack Capitordo, <laughs> one of our producers on CBS Sports HQ, he said if Jameis just takes Niels the rest of the game, the the Saints win. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, is it the? I mean, when you're talking about receivers and going to their backups and their and how their fantasy value takes a hit. This feels like one of the least severe drop-offs, you know, for Olave and Michael Thomas. Would you agree I with that? I think it's a
0: wash because I mean, you know, Derek Carr. As much as we knock him, he he has thrown the ball down the field well, um, and I think that's you know what Jameis' strength is. He just doesn't care, <laughs> you know. So it's like, ah, okay, I'm just gonna wing it down the field. Um, so Olave should be fine, you know. Michael Thomas had three very good games last year with, or, or two and a half, you know, before he got hurt with with Jameis. You know, Rashid Shaheed is somebody that'll probably be on and off a lot of fantasy rosters most weeks anyway, no matter who the quarterback is. But he might benefit with some of those, you know, deep shots as well. I I don't really worry about the receivers here. So, you know, the Jameis will have, you know, two eighty two and two. You know, in, two eighty two and three. Like that's the kind of quarterback he's gonna be. Plus, we have the wild card of Alvin Kamara coming back next week. Yeah. You know, so they have a their their best running game to date should happen starting in week four. Yeah.
3: I'm going to ask you about the Packers because we talk about the commanders spreading the ball around. But, you know, last week I was obsessed with Romeo Dobbs, telling everybody to start Romeo Dobbs. He had a terrible game. This week, I I doubt I recommended Romeo Dobbs to anyone. He had 75 yards and a touchdown, 73 yards and a touchdown, and 12 targets. But that's kind of the vibe I'm getting right now from the Packers. It's Wicks, and it's Reed, and it's Dobbs, and it's Musgrave, and there's no one consistent. Does that change, Heath, when Watson and Jones come back, hopefully next week? I don't
2: think that it will. No. I think if all those guys are healthy, um, I would guess Jaden Reed's going to see his targets go down when Watson shows up. But Dobbs, I still think, is going to play a pretty similar role. Jones is going to have more targets than the running backs had in this game. And so I think it's probably still a little bit of a mess on a week-to-week basis.
3: All right, let's go a little faster here. We've got four games left. Cleveland 27 and Tennessee 3.
2: Uh, we want to go that far? Uh, believe it or not, Derrick Henry is maybe not going to be a must-start running back all season.
1: Who are you not got? ready to believe? It.
0: How many weeks would it take? Look, man, this offensive line's a disaster. Yeah. Tannehill is yeah. a disaster. But it's he- still—I mean, he's had some bad quarterbacks and bad offensive lines before and still come through. But at 29, can he still be that alien and that Superman that we've counted on him for? So. It would probably take a three week stretch like this to you know completely punt on him and you got to have a really loaded situation. but the it's it's, it's ugly in these streets right now for uh, for Derek Henry. Well IJ a-
1: Spears played 53 percent of the snaps with Ryan Tannehill, including 10 of 13 on third and fourth downs. He's been that guy on third and fourth downs. Uh, I, I'm starting to get a little worried about Henry, but he overcame a bad mm-hmm. offensive line last year to end up averaging 19 fantasy points a game. Hold on so, a second. So, so if you
2: had Derrick Henry and you took Ken Walker in round 5 and you picked up Zach Moss off the waiver wire, you're I heard, I heard. You're, def, you're definitely starting Henry next week. Probably. I, uh yeah. I mean, I like Walker better than him.
3: But uh, hold on. Uh, this is important here. First of all, you said took all, took 53% of the stats with Ryan Tannehill. I, Tannehill started the whole played the whole game, didn't he?
1: No, I think Malik Willis came in at the end.
3: I didn't see any stats for Willis, but he didn't throw a pass anyway. But um, Derek Henry had 13.9 and 18.5 points in the first two games. And they got slaughtered, and he had a terrible game here. But it's not like he's off to a bad start this season. He had two good fantasy games.
2: I guess week one is a stretch as far as good fantasy games, but it was acceptable. Yeah,
3: I, and week I, two
2: was the Chargers. Look, Alexander your return on investment has been
0: bad so far, you know. So there, there could be, you know, for people that believed in Derrick Henry, a buy low opportunity if you wanted to try and go get him. But he's struggling right now again behind this line with, you know, as as Dave alluded to, to whatever degree another running back is taking him off the field for some stretches, which we haven't seen for the majority of his tenure there. And this offensive line is not getting better. I don't think Tan getting better. The matchups might get a little bit better, but you know it's hard to necessarily say that you know at twenty nine he's going to. Be consistent. Uh, I'm curious to see what the Cincinnati run defense looks like on Monday because that's their next opponent. So they'll be getting them on a short week, which is always good for a physical running back. So, you know, there, there should be a bounce back potentially. But if he does, I mean, look, if if he's under 50 yards rushing and doesn't score and the work in the passing game is, is disappearing, then you can't start him.
3: All right, let's talk about Jerome Ford. <laughs> let's talk huh. about Jerome. Ford. <laughs> oh, hi. Uh, yeah, Ted. Sorry, he's laughing. It's sort of something else. Ten carries for eighteen yards and a touchdown. Um, wait, did he have a rushing touchdown? Or Am I making that up? Yes.
0: Yeah, two touchdowns
3: and a receiving touchdown. Okay, but but one point eight yards per carry against the Titans. I don't even know. What do you guys think about Jerome Ford?
0: I think this was as good as it gets against this defense. That the 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 fantasy points. You know, so the forget about how it happened, but the fact that he still I don't know what the snap count was. If you guys have that, but what I have. The the playing time was slanted in his favor, I'm sure. And the mm-hmm. touches were certainly slanted in his favor. So that's the the positive. But look we we we're telling you all week long, pick him up, expect this tough stretch. If he comes out of it doing the things that the coaches want him to do and he's still the guy and Kareem Hunt's not, you're gonna be thrilled about that. You know, so for like I I picked him up, I don't know, either I had him or I picked him up in a few few leagues. The leagues where I needed him, I started him, the leagues where I didn't, I benched him. And I'm thrilled that I started him, you know, just because I got this this type of production from him. So look, we just got finished talking about Derrick Henry. You know, he made the, the Zach Moss comparison. In in a month from now, Jerome Ford might be better than Derrick Henry because if he's producing like eighty percent of Nick Chubb, you're gonna be thrilled to death about that.
3: Okay. So buy, sell, hold
2: on Jerome Ford. Depends on how sophisticated your league is, probably. But if you can sell off the touchdowns, I would.
1: Yes, I agree. He played 60% of the snaps, had all the high value, almost all the high value touches. And Kareem Hunt was in on the first series. I I don't know if Hunt, Hunt, I guess, gets a pass. It's his first game with the team. So he wasn't really in good shape. But I just, I don't know if he's going to end up mattering. And the schedule is going to get a little easier for Cleveland after this break. Seattle 37.
3: Arizona 27 sound like you were throwing a commercial break there, Dave, uh, no. Seattle 37, Arizona 27,
2: Seattle Carolina. played Carolina, Seattle um, beat Carolina, which is important yeah. because the believe it or not, is about the Panthers and it would have been <laughs> awkward if they weren't a part of this game. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, go sell your Panthers. If you can, again, this is a league sophistication thing, but if you can get something for Adam Thielen, off this monster game, go sell him. He's not going to get to play but maybe one more game with Andy Dalton. And if you can sell Miles Sanders off the touchdown, go do it.
3: I, I agree with half of that. I'm not selling Miles Sanders. I mean, he's an RB2. He's, he's, he's going to have some good games. He's going to have some bad games. He's an RB2. He gets a ton of work. And if they score rushing touchdowns, it's probably going to be him.
1: It was this week. He's got Minnesota next week. Well, how I, do you guys feel I about think that? that's when you sell high on Sanders. Why
3: do you have to sell is that Why can't we just them? Against the Vikings?
0: Know. Well, I mean, two of their three games, they've been really good against running backs.
2: One was DeAndre Swift. And they're going to get off the bus down 14. They're not going to stop him.
1: I, I mean, with Sanders... If that's, that's how you feel, and then this is one of the easier matchups that he faces, then when would you sell high on Sanders if you're not going to?
3: Why do you have they're, to sell? going high? to at some point. We don't have to sell high on on everyone. We could just hold the guy. I mean, he's a reliable running back. He's he averaging four catches a game.
1: I don't know. I don't think he's looked that great, and he's still losing thirty five percent of the snaps each week to Chuba. He's not playing on many third downs.
3: Who's who's buying high on him though? That's the thing. I mean, people who are this desperate for running backs enough. would be the only people. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think we all agree if you can sell Thielen, you do it. And then on the other side...
2: Although, man, it would be very tempting to say, if I could stack a second one of those, if I've got Andy Dalton in a revenge game against the Vikings, <laughs> he has another 100-yard game with a touchdown, then you might actually be able to sell him for something.
3: Uh, how about JSN, 79%
2: roster, drop or hold?
0: Oh, he's dropped in redraft, leagues.
2: I have a lot of bad flashbacks, <laughs> rookie, rookie number one right wide receivers being dropped. But How many I'm trying to hold offenses like this with two other guys like this.
3: I have a question. When did when did Andy Dalton play for the Vikings? Did I miss
0: that? Dylan played for the Vikings. Dylan oh, oh. played. For-
3: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I was like, what?
0: I I did have to think about that for a second, because the way he said it said Andy Good. Dalton in a revenge game. Okay. Thank you. It wasn't I think, just me. I think he meant to say Andy Dalton and a revenge game. So okay. having Andy Dalton <laughs> and the revenge game factor. I, I, I think, don't think, think if we lot.
2: go to the transcription, yeah. it was stated correctly, but mm, we'll have to I think to, you we'll said Andy Dalton out. in a revenge game. but okay. We were talking about Adam Thielen with Andy Dalton in a revenge game. But I don't you, think anybody. the way you
0: phrase it though was a little
3: awkward. I think everyone was confused. I can speak for everyone. Everyone was confused. Uh all right. Uh, the final word, JSN. Uh, would you drop you'd have to drop him for a guy like A Chain. Would you think Easy.
0: <clears throat> how about
3: Josh Reynolds coming off the stinker? Would you rather have JSN or Reynolds?
0: JSN because you still have right. a yeah. more weeks until Jameson comes back.
2: Rather stash him.
3: Kansas City forty one, Chicago 10.
2: Uh believe it or not, Roshan Johnson is the best fantasy running back for the Bears rest of the season. Believe it. Believe it.
1: Believe it or not, it doesn't really matter. Believe it. <laughs> Don't believe <laughs> I, it. At some point it'll matter. This team stinks.
3: All right. Um, let's see. What else from this game? How about the good game ca- for Pacheco? Yeah, how about the run? I was about to say. Great um, game for Pacheco. Most of Clyde's work was in the fourth quarter. He had nine carries in the fourth quarter. They ended up with the same amount of carries, but Pacheco scored. Clyde scored a one-yard touchdown run. That was annoying. McKinnon caught two touchdowns. Any major takeaways for the future for this game from the Chiefs?
2: Rasheed Rice um, tackled at the one-yard line on two different plays Mm -hmm. when he was playing with Patrick Mahomes. I think his role is growing. I'm encouraged. He's a a definite rookie stash.
0: And also led to a... Terrible Blaine Gabbard interception.
2: <laughs> what are it was, you doing with Kadarius f- Toney?
0: Bryce's fault. Drop him.
1: Sky Moore, too?
0: Depends what you need, but yeah, it's,
1: they're in the conversation. Yeah. I don't know when you'll ever feel good starting either of those guys. By weeks, maybe? Maybe? Arizona 28, Dallas 16.
3: Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Before you do your believe it or not, uh, can we drop Brandon Cooks?
1: Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Even yeah, seven him. targets is nice, but yes. How many survival
0: pools were, were busted this week between the Ravens, <laughs> the Cardinals? I'm oh, sorry, the Ravens, the Cowboys, and the Jaguars.
3: Yeah. Crazy. All right, he what do you got?
2: I don't I mean, this is this game was so dumb. Um James Conner is a top twelve running back rest of the season. Win healthy.
3: Uh, you can't win uh, healthy That's part of the calculus here, right? Can you value yeah. him like a top twelve running back?
0: He feels like to. a sell high candidate because you're getting such um, great production from him. But if you can get something great in return, I mean, we we see this. It's it's hard to find running backs at this point. So you got to be in a great situation to be able to trade him. But I mean, at some point, if he doesn't, if he stays healthy, you'll, you'll regret it. But has it stayed healthy?
1: He's I had just, this track record of putting up decent numbers, mm, decent yeah. to great numbers, yeah. I should say, even when his team sucks, even when his quarterback sucks, even in games where he's gotten blown out. Here's a game they won by
2: double digits, and he continues to put up numbers. And I, I think the key distinction is, you said when they get blown out, they lost two games by seven points before this game. I know.
1: They've been in every game. They've led in the second half of every game this year. Now they're getting however next week.
0: Yeah, San Francisco's next week, so right. you, know, there, there's, you might lose your window. Like, it's if you could turn week. James Conner into Austin Eckler for the, or Saquon Barkley, I think you
1: have to do it. What about Derrick Henry? What about Jonathan Taylor? Uh, I would not do it for either of those two guys. I don't think I would either. Oh, wow.
3: You wouldn't trade Conner for Henry. Wow. I would trade Conner for Henry, but I understand because each of the last two years he's oh, no, been... Oh, no, no. I
1: would rather have the other guys.
3: You'd rather have who? Henry or Oh Taylor. Which, Jamie, you would not? You'd, who'd you rather No, have? I don't think so. would rather have Connor. I mean, I get it. Each of the last two years, he's been top 12 per game, uh, you know, so with Arizona. So <laughs> he deserves a lot of credit. And, and he's
0: averaging him. over four yards per carry every game.
3: Yeah, he's really playing very well. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you very much. Great show. And uh, you know what? Give me, give me, Jamie, give me 10 seconds on Marquise Brown, who's got about 60 yards and a touchdown, two straight games.
0: Josh Dobbs has played better than I expected him to play and you know Kyler Murray was on the sidelines big smiles on his face you know like we said they're, they're in these games and he might say you know what if we win a few that takes us out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes so maybe I want to come <laughs> back to play and keep my job um, so I would not be surprised if that changes some things if he's able to go he's po- posting pictures of his quads uh, so in terms of Marquise Brown um, some some improved quarterback play will certainly help but look Brown has been productive in the last two games, uh, and he's going to be in the third receiver conversation, I think, on a weekly basis.
3: Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow with Beyond the Box Score. Thank Yom you